Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Invested. I'm Danielle Town. My dad is out today, and I'm going to use the opportunity this week to talk about the takeaways that I've been creating for my own uh, investing practice from this checklist that we've been going through. So as you know, we've been talking through in considerable detail, the checklist uh, that's kind of a combo due diligence checklist and post-research checklist, I would say, that uh, my dad uses. And he's been kind enough to share it with all of us, which I find rather amazing, actually. And as we've been going through this list now, started a year ago, I think, and taken breaks in the middle and then came back to it um, maybe two months ago and have started uh, to to continue to go through it. Because it's been such a bifurcated process, I have been taking notes as we went and writing down the different items on the checklist, but I haven't really got my arms around the whole thing because I've kind of been waiting to get to the end before I really did that process. And so just today I was thinking, you know, we're pretty, we're almost there. We're almost to the end. And I've got a pretty good sense of how this checklist is going as I am working on it for myself on creating my own checklist, what am I doing that's a little bit different from the way he has structured his? So I thought I'd share that with you guys because maybe it's helpful for you as you go through the same process if you've been listening the same way I have and taking notes. If you are somebody who is totally wondering what I'm talking about, this checklist, uh, we started it maybe a year ago, and you can go back and find those episodes. They're labeled checklist, and then they have the different kinds of the different sections of the checklist. And we started them quite a while ago, took a break, got distracted, life happened, and then did a few more, and then got distracted, life happened, and then we started it up again a few weeks ago, as I just said. So it does take a little bit of looking, but it's worth looking because this is insanely valuable for anybody's investing practice to have a template let's call it although it's not really a template because it's very personal but to have an example of a professional investors checklist is something that you're not really going to find online so i think it's it's very cool that he's putting it out here for us and, and by the way, he and I have not talked about this separately. We only talk about it on the podcast. And I think that's just because it's more fun to talk about it on the podcast. And because that way we, uh, we kind of save it to share with everybody. So yeah, we don't have separate, we haven't had any separate conversations about it. So here are my takeaways. I've got three. And I'm just going to keep this short and sweet. And then we'll be back next week with um, the remainder of the checklist, which is only one more section. 
So my first takeaway is that, as he said, I think last time or maybe a couple episodes ago, this checklist, the purpose of having this checklist and the purpose of using it and spending the time to go through it and check off the various points is about reducing risk. It's about trying to be as certain as possible as an investor that making this decision that I'm not going to permanently lose the capital that I put into this company or into any investment. So with that lens that this list is about protecting myself as much as possible, I have noticed over and over and over that his list is so highly individual to the way he thinks. And I think that this is an incredibly important number one takeaway for us all. A checklist is entirely meant to help each of us reduce our risk. And because I think differently than he does, and because you think differently from me, the way that I need my brain to be jogged is different. And the way that he has said things have has made no sense to me on a regular basis, as you have heard. The phrasing doesn't mean anything to me, whereas it means a tremendous amount to him because he wrote it, he put it in there because it makes sense and because it lets him know, oh, this I need X out of this question, whereas it doesn't mean anything to me. So this list is about figuring out where the holes are in each of our thinking and making sure that the questions on the list or the checks on the list allow those holes to get filled. Or maybe a better way to say it is even to force those holes to get filled. Because I often will think to myself like, oh, the answer to that question is obvious. Oh, the customers love to buy from the company. Of course they do. But as soon as I think, of course somebody does that, or of course that's so obvious, that tells me that I'm being lazy and that I need to know what is actually happening and why. So that's something that I use, that I, you know, I need to make sure that hole in my thought process gets plugged. And for him, it may be different, and for you, it may be different. But I think that that's a huge thing to remember, that th it's not just a list for the sake of a list. Nobody's giving me a grade on finishing this list and turning it in for my homework. Nobody cares. The point of this list is to simply make sure that I haven't missed anything in my thought process and in my research process, which takes me to takeaway number two, which is that this is also a due diligence list. So this list, the way he's written it, and, you know, again, like, it's individual, so each of our lists could have a slightly different vibe. But this list is sort of partially due diligence and partially checklist, making sure you didn't forget anything. And I find that to be quite interesting because what we want to do here is not miss anything. Again, it's about plugging those holes. So we want to not miss any information that's possible to get. And we also want to make sure that we've thought about how to get, how do I say this, how to get information that we may not have thought of, which makes no sense. But when I'm studying a new company and I realize that I don't even know what questions to ask about it, then that's a huge sign to me that 
a list like this one can be helpful because that's going to remind me, oh, I need to check what the ROIC is, or I need to decide, you know, he has the one of like, his kids would be proud of him if he owned the company. So for, you know, the rest of us, it may be like, if you don't have kids, it may be my friends would be proud of me if I own this company, or it may be I'm excited to tell people that I own this company, you know, something like that. It's something that, uh, makes sure that I'm not skipping out and again, being lazy intellectually, that I'm not skipping over an incredibly basic requirement. One that if it doesn't meet that requirement, I don't need to spend any more time on this company. So that's where these things can come in super handy. And that's how I'm, that's how I'm using it. So it's highly, highly individual. And it, it, it then plugs those holes in a way that helps me not forget things. And then I think the third thing that I've noticed over and over from going through this list is keep it simple, stupid. Keep it simple. When checklists get too long and complicated, it's human nature to not finish them. It's often human nature to not even start them. And in my view, it is incredibly important to be realistic about what we are willing to do and what we literally actually do when push comes to shove and we need to go make dinner and make sure that we go to bed on time and, 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 and. What are we actually going to do? So when you see a bloated checklist that has whatever bloated is to you, I was going to say a number, but really it just depends on each individual person what bloated would mean. When you see a bloated checklist, it's, it becomes useless. Secondly, when you see points on the, maybe there's not so many points listed, but the points themselves are too complicated then it becomes too much work to complete. So over and over, I've seen that the way he's done it is he says things like, describe in one sentence how this company came to be. List three reasons why this company will come out of its event. Rattle off the history of the company. So each of those are forcing the brain to keep it simple. If you don't know the answer, then you haven't studied it enough. If you can't say it in one sentence what this company does or how it helps its customers, then I don't understand the company well enough. Or maybe I totally understand the company and the company isn't doing a very good job of, uh, of focusing itself. So keeping it simple is very effective in not only helping my own brain to go through the options, but also to find those companies that don't really know what they're doing, uh, that are too scattered. And those are definitely out there. So as I'm creating my own list using this example, those are the three qualities that I'm using. So one, to make it highly individual to myself and remember that it's about sussing out what I don't, what I know about this company, but especially about what I don't know about this company. It's about finding the holes in my thought process 
and making sure that when I start to skip over things and get intellectually lazy, that I have a point on the checklist that forces me not to do that. And then finally, to keep it incredibly simple, both in length, in terms of the entire length of the list, and in um, in what each individual point demands, to demand brevity in each point, a yes or a no answer. Those are fantastic because it has to be <laughs> quick to answer. And if you don't know it, then you don't know it well enough. Or to have it be like one sentence or three three um three lists three three lists three points on a list to answer a certain question keeping it very simple and easy to answer because once i can fill in those short simple yes or no or short answer questions then i'm really starting to know this company and i'm knowing it well enough to feel informed to know that i understand it and to hopefully make a much lower risk decision about that company. I'm really excited to move on to our last section on the checklist. At least I think it's our last section based on my notes here about what he said, which is story inversion, which is inverting all of the things that we've just, well, I think it is. This is what I've considered to be story inversion. It should be inverting all of the things that we've just put down as answers to this checklist and saying, but what if that's not true? So I'm very, very interested to hear what the questions are in that section. So we'll be back to do that next week. I think that's the next section. We'll find out. And with that, everybody, enjoy your investing practice. Enjoy your week. And thanks. Bye. Hi, guys. Thanks for listening to Invested. If you enjoyed this episode and you want more information or to listen to additional episodes, visit our website at investedpodcast.com and sign up for my virtual workshop right there. Spots are definitely limited for this event. I'm not kidding. They really are. They sell out very quickly. So everything discussed on this podcast, by the way, is either my opinion or it's Danielle's opinion. And it's really important. It's not to be taken as investing advice because I am not your financial advisor nor have I considered your personal situation as your fiduciary. So remember that. You're on your own here. This podcast is for your entertainment and education only, and I really hope you enjoyed it.